So welcome to the 21 Minutes or Less podcast. Today we are talking about energy levels and I'm Keisha Milana. And I am Nakia Smith. And yes, energy is powerful and I think that we all can say that we have experienced someone or a setting or environment with some bad energy. So we're going to give y'all some tips on how you can protect your energy and try to be like a, a advocate for like good energy and positive vibes. All right. So there are 12 powerful ways to protect your energy. And I was able to find some tips from a great article that I will place in the show notes for you to look at on your own. But one of the the tips is tune into your feelings. So in order to protect your feelings, you have to first know how you are feeling. (laughs) So once you get in tune with yourself and who you are, then you can be able to say, hey, yeah, I don't need to be around that person or I don't need to be in this environment. And then that's how you can do that. What you think, Keisha? Definitely. It's been plenty of times where I just... I just walked into a building or I walked into, it could be a meeting. It could be a a party. It could be anything. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't like the way this vibe is feeling. Like it's, it's just something I feel inside of me where I'm like, I don't think it's going to be a good night tonight if we stay here. And it's been plenty of times where I've been right. It's been times where my friends are like, yo, we should go. And then <laughs> my friend was like, yo, we should leave this party. Like, I feel like it's finna, it's finna be a shootout. Like, this dude angry, he leaving to go to his car. So we like, nah, he ain't about it. Like, he ain't gonna shoot the place up. Like, it's, it's just a party. He tweaking if he do that. So we stayed, literally stayed. And we were sitting in the car just to make sure, like, if something did happen, we could exit quick. But also just kind of trying to watch the dude. And when I say he came back and shot this place up, we was like, dang, we so happy we was still in the car so we could just go quickly and we wasn't in the house. But I said all that's just to say that you can feel when the energy is bad or when it's about to take a left turn. So you got to make sure you actually paying attention to your body and your mind when it happens, because you got to make sure that when you do feel it, you actually leave and you don't stay in the negative energy. Yes, that is absolutely correct. I think you can feel the energy. However, certain things can cloud your judgment from paying attention to it, such as alcohol, Mm. drugs, being on certain medications. So it's kind of like your instinct could kind of be a little off if you own things that can have you impaired. So I would say try to limit those things as well. I can see that. Definitely if you off the lick, you might feel a little bit more aggressive about everybody and just be like, oh, it's bad energy in here and not really know. But I also mm-hmm. feel like too, you gotta Again, it just go back to knowing yourself whether you're on a substance or not. You know, it's a limit to where you just drinking and you know you a little bit feeling yourself to like 
completely drunk and belligerent. I feel like you are aware of how you're reacting and how you, your surroundings when you're a little tipsy. Like it's not going to too much matter because you can still feel energy. You can still feel vibes you know it could be anything it don't even necessarily have to be everybody it could be one person in there that you just not vibing with y'all got history maybe anything like they might throw off the whole energy in the place and you're like I don't even want to be here it's not because the whole mm-hmm. place energy bad it's just because of one person and you know how they are or you know what they be on so one bad apple can ruin it for the whole everybody Right, absolutely. And that goes to number two, which is set boundaries to conserve your energy. I think we talked about this in plenty of episodes of how important it is to set boundaries when it comes to people, even your family. So, (laughs) yes, set your boundaries. And then three, use mindfulness to limit your exposure to negativity. So just being mindful and being present is definitely a key step to limit your exposure to negativity. And four, which is one of my favorites, find your happy place. So just find a place where you experience joy, peace, serenity, your go-to place. I will hope that's your home because I feel like everybody's home should be a place of joy and happiness, but that's not the case for everybody. So if your home is not that place for you, then you will either have to create that place or find a place that you can go to. Five is be aware of your triggers. We just discussed this in a previous episode when we discussed grief. So knowing your triggers and how to deal with your triggers is very important, not only to you, but to the people around you, because you could take out your frustration, sadness, or anger onto someone else if they trigger you and then unknowingly So someone can say something or do something and they not know how that could affect you. And then now y'all are in a bad space because of that. So in this area, I would say communication is also important. Yeah, I definitely think you should know your triggers, but also have a plan for if someone triggers you using the triggers, how you're going to deal with it. Like, for instance, just going back to an example of going into a party, like, let's say your trigger is somebody stepping on your shoe. Like, you know you're going to spaz when somebody step on your shoe. But you also know it's a party, so that's almost very likely. So instead of saying, oh, if somebody step on my shoe, I'm going to spaz and smack them in the face, you can say, okay, if somebody step on my shoe, I'm going to let it go the first time and just be like, hey, you bumped me. And then the second time I'm a spaz or it's just going to be towards that one person or whatever it may be because they not watching their feet or whatever. Like, don't just have a trigger and be like, oh, yeah, somebody step on my shoe. I'm a spaz. Have a plan for how you're going to minimize the blowback of that trigger being violated. Yeah, that could that could be, you know, 
a thing. <laughs> yeah, because people always be like, well, I know my triggers. I know my triggers or this, they did this to trigger me. And it's like, okay, knowing your triggers is only going to get you so far. It's going to get you to the point of being aware when you're about to spaz. That's cool. That's great because it can prepare everybody else in the room like this person's finna spaz. But you also need to have a way to overcome those challenges when somebody presents something that triggers you. Because then you can say, okay, this is how I'm going to control my energy, control myself, control my emotions in the situation. It's not going to be just them triggering me and then I blow up because that's the whole point of having a trigger so you can prevent the blow up. So if you have triggers and you're aware of it, but you don't have a plan for how you're going to deal with it, it's pretty much pointless. Well, luckily for me, I don't really go to parties or clubs like that. That's not really my scene right now. Um I don't think that ever has been really my thing, but now that I'm getting older, that's definitely not my scene. So I would have to figure out, like, if I'm at a networking event or if I'm partnering with somebody on a project or something, what what could be some ways to where they could trigger me? Could they say something that, you know, could or trigger me or make me feel some type of way to where I wouldn't necessarily want to work with that person again? I don't know what that would be, but that goes back to awareness and figuring out how your triggers could affect not only yourself, but the people around you. Yeah. And just to, I guess, comment on what you said about the club stuff, like, I definitely think it happens more and maybe like clubs or parties or turn up settings, but it could just as easily happen at work too. Like, I know you remember when I played that recording for you when that lady kept triggering me, but it's like it was very much negative energy every time I came into work. So it was Mm -hmm. like at some point I had to address it. And before I even would walk into work, I would already be like, okay, I'm going to let this slide. But if this happens, like I'm going to address her or I'm going to stand up for myself or protect my energy or do this or do that. And that's when I came with solutions from the rip. I'm like, okay, if she gets too rowdy, I'm not going to do nothing but call my boss because I know at some point I'm going to, I'm not going to argue with you no more. It's not going to be a back and forth. It's going to be me protecting my energy, protecting my job and making sure that I report you to the proper authorities. It's not going to always end up in a fight or an argument. Like sometimes you got to take it a step above to protect your energy. Yes. Oh, you know what? I I just thought of a of something that uh is triggering to me personally. What triggers me is if my supervisor asks me to do something on my off day. That's a trigger for me. <laughs> because I feel like if it's not, especially if it's not if it's not important, it could wait or she can email me. Yeah. And then I can see it the next day. Yeah, that's one of my triggers in the work setting. Yeah, and <clears throat> oh, excuse me. It's good that you already know how you will pretty much handle it. Like you said, if it's not important, then it can wait to the next day. So if she was to reach out to me on a day where it's not my work day, I would just look at it briefly 
see if it's important, and then push it to the next day. It's like you're not gonna mess up my energy for my day off with work. So that leads us to number six, which is create a sanctuary. So number four, we talked about finding your happy place, but if you don't have that, it's definitely up to you to create a sanctuary. And you don't even have to go all out to create your sanctuary. You can find a space at the park. You can go to the lake. Go to a beach. If you know you like getting massages, finding a nice spa that can be your sanctuary. It may only be there for an hour, but it's that hour can make the difference within your day or your week. For sure. I definitely have like a little self-care corner in my house. And it was because I felt like I needed a space to just to relax and chill and never bring my computer and never bring my phone for real. Like just to chill and get in a good mental space or pray or journal or do a puzzle over there or do yoga. Like I definitely think a sanctuary is needed, especially because I'm not really big on decorating. And I know people say you should, like, decorate your house. So, like, my walls is, like, kind of plain. And, like, my room is not really decorated. But just to have, like, a corner in my house where I can go and feel good and have a little scenery or decorations, like, I think that's super important. And it does bring me, like, good positive energy when I'm over there. Just literally walking over there not even doing nothing you could feel the energy shift in the room because I won't let it get cluttered. Like I keep it really clean. Not saying I don't let, I let my other house, other part of my house get crazy, but you know, I'm a little bit more lenient about my living room or my office versus that space because I don't ever want Mm -hmm. it to get junky. So my sanctuary is definitely the tub. I will run me a really nice, hot bath water really quickly when I am stressed and just soak in there and if I need some meditation um, music or some affirmations playing in the background I'm going to do that but I know that's my go-to when I need to de-stress so number seven is clean your physical and mental spaces you just stated how you Make sure things don't get cluttered. But people don't understand how important it is to keep a clean space because I noticed that my whole mood be off if my room is junky. It's like I can't even be productive because mentally my mind is thinking about all the things that need to be clean. <laughs> yeah. And people don't realize how much that relates to depression. Like, depression is a vicious cycle because it actually, um, like, it helps manifest depression when your environment is not neat. And then the more and more you get depressed into the episode, the less and less you want to clean. So the more and more you get depressed. And it's just a cycle until you clean up. Mm, I can definitely understand that. So I definitely try to clean my space. And then I like to spot clean sometimes too, because I feel like 
if you clean up as you go or clean the spaces, it won't build right up to <laughs> a whole mess. So as I see stuff, I'm like, okay, it's time for me to clean this, clean this off. Absolutely. All right. So number eight is trust your gut. So this goes back to basically just trusting your instinct. That's really what it boils down to when it comes to trusting your good. At the end of the day, we are humans, but we are a part of the animal kingdom. And as we all know, all animals have instincts. Um, so it is very important to be in tune with yourself uh, and with your environment as much as possible to where you can know when something is off. Even when it comes to your own physical health, mental health, body, or anything like that, even if a doctor will tell you they would think nothing is wrong with you, you know yourself. You know your body. So you would know, I need to get a second opinion because something ain't right. Right. You may not be able to detect this. You may not be able to see this, but uh, (laughs) no, I need to go find a second opinion so you want to be so in tune with yourself and know yourself so well that if somebody else on the outside tell you the opposite you know that you have to find another solution or answer and number nine is build a solid social circle so we discussed how in our previous episode we isolate you know when it comes to like grief and sadness and things like that But what you want to do is make sure you build a solid social circle to where if you do experience um, times in your life where your energy is low, you can be around people who can uplift you and encourage you in your time of need. So number 10 is build a wall. So that means just building your protection, like building your boundaries around yourself. And staying true to your boundaries. Because we can set boundaries and then allow people to overstep those boundaries. But if you build a wall of protection around you to where it's sturdy and solid, it will be hard for somebody to go over your boundary. Right. Okay. And number 11 is stop giving away your energy. I know in relationships in particular, especially women, we are natural care, caring, caregivers, nurturing. So we would like give our all to something. And then when it doesn't work out, we feel like we just wasted all this energy on something or somebody. And then we can like get into a funky mood and not want to deal with anybody so not saying that you cannot be in your feminine energy and you know give in your relationship but you want to be mindful and ask yourself am I the one giving everything and not getting anything in return so those are some questions you should definitely ask yourself. And then last but not least is number 12, control that ego. 
So we all have ego and pride. And sometimes our ego can create situations that aren't there. (laughs) So I see on social media a whole bunch of posts about people having haters and people not supporting them and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, this may be true, but then at the end of the day, people could care less about what it is that they're doing. And it could even not be that the person not supporting them. It's the It could even be the algorithm of the social media platform that they have so many followers that they don't see your, all your posts. And then they, because they don't see it, they can't like it or anything of that nature. And you may be feeling some type of way. So you also want to check your ego to make sure that you are not creating situations and things in your head that could make your energy go low unnecessarily. Definitely. I think ego can play a huge part in energy and sometimes us just not wanting to be around certain people or just making stuff up in our heads about we think people don't like us or we think they think our energy bad or whatever it might be and it's really all just ego pride and misunderstanding absolutely all right you guys so that pretty much wraps up our episode about energy levels so make sure y'all go follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at 21 minutes or less and YouTube 21 Minutes or Less podcast and then go follow our personal pages mine is at Keisha Milana and mine is at Miss Butterfly 21 M-I-S-S and we'll see y'all in the next episode